Hello, everybody. Welcome in to the Penn State Football 365 podcast. My name is Don Callen Crowley. I'm joined by my co-host, Anthony Hazan and Marty Leap. Guys, episode number two of the PSU FB 365 podcast. The first one did uh, pretty strong numbers on YouTube and audio as well. Really happy with how that podcast went. I'm ready for week two number uh, week number two here. Uh, a lot of official visits to go through, uh, some recruiting news and some uh, on-field news as well to go through here. Um, before we dive into that, everybody doing good since we last talked last week? Chilling, man. Having a good time. Marty, how you doing? Yeah, I can't complain too much. You know, it's summertime and life is good and football's right around the corner. No complaints. Doing good myself. Realized that my leprechaun-like beard here is getting a little long and I have to shave uh, soon. But uh, outside of that, uh, I guess you could all say I'm blending in with the uh, Amish out here in Lancaster. But uh, let's get right into this. We have a lot to talk about. Uh, don't want to keep this podcast going too long today. But uh, let's dive into the on-the-field news quickly. Uh, the big one is uh, coming out of Penn State's uh, media session with the coaching staff on Wednesday afternoon. Head coach James Franklin uh, mentioned that senior defensive tackle P.J. Mustafer will be ready to go or should be ready to go for week one against Purdue on September 1st. Uh, that's a big, big piece of news for Penn State's defense. It was expected that Mustafer was going to be ready for about week one or, or should have been based off where we last heard over the spring. And again, uh, and back is going to be a nice boost to Manny Diaz in his uh, first year as the defensive coordinator here at Penn State. Uh, they, they are losing, of course, three veteran pieces from last year's defense and Arnold Ebichetti, Jesse Lucchetta, and uh, Derek Tangelo, three veteran pieces who were all productive last year. Uh, the guys returning for this year, you have some experience, but not a ton. Mustafer is going to be the most experienced guy on that line by quite a bit. That should be a nice leadership boost uh, to the defense. And that experience he's going to be able to provide just of game action uh, is going to be, uh, you know, priceless uh, for that defense, in my opinion, especially along that front seven. Yeah, getting Mustafer back is big. I mean, last year when you lost Mustafer against Iowa, you know, as that game went on, and then especially the following week against Illinois, you saw a distinct drop off in the play of Penn State's defensive line and the uh, the rush defense. You know, I, I think in the long run, it could prove to be benefit last year what happened. I mean, you got Mustafer back, and you got guys like Kuzai Izzard, Devon Ellis, Jordan Vandenberg, a lot of good playing time. But if Mustafer is not hurt last year, I feel very confident in saying they probably beat Illinois. They might hang on to beat Iowa. Who knows where that season goes? But, you know, it's it's not a surprise it'll be healthy for opening day against Purdue, but it's still good reassurance to have that, to know that, you know, you can expect to be him out there on the field for the Nittany line defense against the Boilermakers to start the season. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Anthony, your, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's huge for Penn State to get Mustafa back for game one. I mean, obviously, he's an incredible talent. If it wasn't for his injury, he probably goes pro after last season. He was having a really good year. But just beyond his talent, his experience out there, his leadership on the field, those are things that are, you know, you can't trade that for the world if you're Penn State. So to have him out there, you know, with Azard, Ellie's, Akeem Beeman, you should be getting him back this year, and newcomers like um, Zane Durant, you know, Penn State's going to be in a good spot in the middle, in my opinion. I know it's a little unproven, but I like what they're doing at D-Tackle. Plus, um, real quick, uh, they officially announced on Twitter that Chop Robinson, uh, the transfer from Maryland, is enrolled in the program, and he's with the team working out. So he's going to bring a huge boost to that uh, edge rush position, which is so pivotal after replacing Ebiketti and um, Jesse Lucchetta, like you said. Yeah, and there's that's a great point. I uh, was going to bring that up, but a uh, great transition there by you there. Um yeah, Job Robinson, that's a big addition. We knew it was coming, obviously, but officially getting him on campus, getting him to work with John Scott, getting him in the weight room, so on and so forth, is big. I think he's a guy who they could realistically expect to have a decent impact uh, at the very least here this upcoming season, and as a guy who could potentially be starting week one against Purdue. I mean, you look at that – you look at the two defensive end spots um, starting-wise – for Penn State, on the one side, you expect Deza Isaac to be starting, uh, but he's coming off an injury, so what can you expect there? And then on the other side, it's it, it really is a question. Is it going to be Chop Robinson, or is it going to be Nick Tarburton, who uh, has shown 
uh, some flashes throughout his career, but is another guy who hasn't really been able to fully put it together or stay healthy uh, for Penn State. So Robinson's going to be a big impact, and I think if he's not starting week one by a couple weeks into the season, he should at least be starting, in my opinion. Uh, Marty, uh, what's your thoughts on Chop Robinson officially joining the program? Yeah, it's a big addition for the new lines. You know, you, you look at defensive end. One of the few questions you have about the defense during the season that feels that pass rush. And if Adisa Isaac is back and healthy, you get Chop Robinson mixed in. Even with Zariah Fisher missing the season, you still feel pretty good about that group. Um, you know, I, I think we probably see a scenario where Isaac and Nick Tarburton are your starters, you know, quote unquote starters. But Chop is a guy who, if it's an obvious passing situation, if it's third and long, they're going to put him out there and tell him to go get the quarterback. The kid was a midseason freshman All-American by ESPN last year for a reason. He has all the potential in the world. You know, I, I think it's it, it's great to get him on campus. It's huge for Penn State for a lot of reasons, both for the team, for the roster, for the makeup of the defense, and also for recruiting in, in the DMV to continue to bring guys in in any fashion. So, yeah, it's it's big for Penn State to get him officially in the mold or in, in, in officially in the fold, excuse me, and now begin to be able to promote him as one of your big players out of the DMV. Absolutely agree. And our last, uh, it's kind of recruiting, kind of uh, on the field related, uh, but uh, Penn State quarterback commit, 2023 quarterback commit, Marcus Stokes out of Florida is going to the Elite 11 finals. Uh, that's I'm that's a big honor for any quarterback uh, when you're a senior quarterback in high school. If you're going to the Elite 11 finals, you are truly one of those elite quarterbacks in the country. I know people are going to say, you know, it's 20-some quarterbacks, but, I mean, we're talking about 20 quarterbacks out of how many senior quarterbacks throughout the country. He's a power, obviously committed to a Power 5 program, a big Power 5 program, obviously, in Penn State. We already know that he's that good, but again, invited to the 11, kind of is another statement allocated to put on that uh, quote-unquote trophy shelf if you're Stokes and if you're Penn State it means you you got to feel good about finding him early on in his recruitment and getting him to commit to you early on and hopefully you keep that commitment going forward uh, if they do it's it's another year where they found a quarterback early and uh, it paid off for them I mean obviously Drew Lahr last year um, turned out to be a huge steal when they found him and got him to commit um and i mean you even think about it in the past you could look at guys like justin fields i know fields ended up at a high state but justin fields when they found him was a three-star quarterback nobody was really in on him he commits to penn state and he over the next couple months blew up before he eventually you know decommitted and eventually ended up uh, at Georgia before going to Ohio State. But uh, James Franklin and his staff has had this tendency to identify just not quarterbacks, but at almost any position, uh, guys who are who eventually rise up the rankings quite a bit, blow up on the recruiting trail. And, and more often than not, they've been able to keep those guys. And uh, potentially uh, Marcus Stokes is the next in line of those uh, players. Yes, Stokes is a kid I've been high on for a long time. Um, really ever since Penn State offered him. You know, you look at the film, like you said, Dylan, I, I like to draw a LR comparison. I mean, if Stokes going to turn into the arguably number one player in the country like Drew LR was, no. That said, he's going to be a very good quarterback. Um, and, you know, you look, at, you look at Stokes, he's a kid who, when he committed, it was like, all right, you know, hey, this is a great gift for Penn State, but he's a quarterback from Florida. Schools in the South legitimately want this kid and pursuing him. Will they be able to hang on? Who knows? But right now, all signs point towards Penn State being able to keep Stokes, get that signature in December. During that trip to Elite 11, you know, it, it's a great honor and it's a great opportunity for Stokes to be able to do some recruiting for Penn State, to be able to go out there and improve his stock as a recruit. It also comes off of what was a very impressive weekend for Stokes in terms of his performance at the Whiteout camp at Penn State. You know, there, there are a few players this past weekend who – perform better on campus than Stokes did. And it may sound silly to be excited about the way a commit performed at camp, but there have been times in the past, quarterback included, where commits came to campus and you watch their performance, you know, like what in the world is this kid doing being committed to Penn State? And it was far from that for Stokes. He looked every bit of the part 
And, you know, it's, it's the, the biggest knock on Penn State in the James Franklin era has been the ability to recruit the quarterback position, the ability to stockpile talent to quarterback position with Drew Alar, with Bo Perilla, now with Marcus Stokes. It looks like they're finally getting over that hump of quarterback. Yeah, 100% agree, and you did bring up the camp there. They held the whiteout camp uh, this weekend, and uh, I was not up there personally, but I talked to a couple of sources inside the program, and um, yeah, it seemed like they came away impressed and uh, very much liked what all the all the commits that were there showed up and how they performed. Stokes is one of them, and he was uh, throwing the ball very well uh, from all reports. I know there's some video out there, and the video shows that exact same as well. Uh, so it was a very good camp for Penn State uh, in terms of their commitments uh, performing well, uh, I'd say at least. Anthony, any comment on Marcus Stokes? Yeah, um, I wanted to say I believe this is the third straight year Penn State's had a quarterback commit in the Elite 11. Christian Veyu was in the Elite 11 back in the COVID years. Uh, obviously, Drew Aller was. And then now you have Marcus Stokes. So that's three straight years. And that's, you know, impressive from a recruiting standpoint. If you're Penn State, that's what you want. You want to get those talented kids in your program. Um, you want the ability to showcase those kids. And I think Stokes is a four-star talent. I watched some of that video um, that was floating around of his performance at the whiteout camp this weekend. And he looked really good. You know, the ball looked different flying out of his hand as it should you know, compared to the other kids who aren't power five players, but it had, he had some nice zip on, you know, when he was throwing the ball, it flew out of his hand really nice. And when he was throwing the deep ball, he had some nice touch on it. And he, he just looked, you know, impressive. He looks like the kind of kid that's not afraid to sling it around the field. And, you know, I, I think Yurcic is going to really like working with him. And I think those two are going to be a good match. Agreed. Uh, and uh, it, it'll be something to watch here going forward. Uh, I'm excited to see what he does as a senior in uh, high school this year down there in Florida. Uh, I mean, we saw Drew uh, take a big step last year as a senior in high school. And uh, we'll, we'll see if Stokes can do that as well. I think if he does, he can be in for a, a nice uh, bump up the recruiting rankings uh, later this year. Talk about recruiting rankings. Uh, here at Rivals, we did recently update our uh, – Rivals 250 rankings. I, I do not have any say in these rankings, so please don't come complain to me. I'm just the messenger. Don't shoot the messenger on these. Um, but uh, three Penn State commitments were in the newest Rivals 250 rankings. Um, offensive guard Alex Birchmeyer uh, was the top-ranked Nini line commitment, uh, coming at number 46 in the rankings. Um, offensive tackle commitment out of Wild Missing. Javen Javen Williams uh, came in at number 179 uh, and cornerback Lamont Payne out of Bridgeville uh, came in at number 222 in the newest rankings. A couple of notable targets did uh, pop up in the Rivals 250 rankings, of course, a couple that I think Penn State can land here in the upcoming weeks. Uh, the top uncommitted target in the rankings was uh, defensive tackle Jason Moore, still the country's top ranked defensive tackle. He came in at number 48. Uh, Safety to Kari Nelson, who's going to be on campus this weekend, came in at number 92, still a top 10, uh, sorry, top five uh, safety in the country and a top 10 player in the state of Alabama. Uh, linebacker Troy, uh, sorry, Tony Rojas uh, came in at number 109, a huge jump, 99 spots exactly up the rankings. Uh, he's, uh, it's going to be an interesting finish to his recruitment. Uh, he just rescheduled his Miami official visit, uh, has an official visit to Georgia later this year, but is going to be in Happy Valley uh, next weekend. Um, Tamir Robinson, the Pittsburgh native, came in at number 140 in the rankings. Wide receiver Anthony Evans III came in at 167. Uh, cornerback Amari Snowden out of Michigan, 215 in the rankings. And then uh, going to use this as a nice transition. Uh, North Penn wide receiver Zed Haynes, Lansdale area, uh, came in at number 219 in the rankings, uh, now a four-star recruit after an impressive performance at the Rivals Camp Series stop in Philadelphia and an impressive camp at Penn State this past weekend where he ran a 4.39 40-yard dash. I've been really impressed by Haynes, guys, over the last couple of weeks. Uh, he looked really good in Philly. At, at the Philly camp route running is still a little bit raw, but that's stuff you can work on stuff. You can fix as you get to the next level, but uh, the athleticism is there for Haynes. 
He has the size you like at six foot three. Uh, and Penn State, after offering him this past weekend, after that strong performance, uh, seems to sit in a really nice spot. He is going to take take visits elsewhere. Uh, he has a Minnesota official visit set for next weekend. He will be on campus this weekend, June 10th. Uh, and then he is planning on camping at Georgia at the end of the month. We'll see what happens there. Does he get an offer from the Bulldogs? We'll see. But either way, uh, after offering Haynes on Sunday, I think Penn State leads for him. And uh, we'll have to wait and see how all the official visits go and that camp goes at the end of the month. But they stand a good spot for Haynes. Yeah, I mean, when the Rivals 250 rankings first came out, that was the first thing that stood out to me was, wow, Haynes skyrocketed in the rankings to four-star status. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. Like you said, he did. He won wide receiver MVP at the Rivals camp in Philadelphia. He tore up the whiteout camp last weekend. And Penn State seems like they're pushing hard for him. I mean, he's going to be on campus this weekend for his official visit. Yeah. And in my opinion, I think the staff wants to get this one done as soon as possible which I think is a big reason why they're trying to capitalize off the momentum they had from last weekend with him. You know, if they can get him to not take those visits or not go to the Georgia camp, or I think he's going to go to Tennessee as well. If, if they can get him to shut down, I mean, that would be absolutely ideal. So uh, we'll see what happens this weekend, but he is absolutely somebody that needs to be on people's radars um, in the Penn state amongst Penn state fans. Yeah, I, abs I absolutely agree with you there. Uh, Marty, any thoughts on easy things? No, I agree with everything you guys said. I think Haynes is a great player. You know, if you can add that speed, that, that's the kind of speed that you don't just find every day. Um, I know he's got an official visit scheduled, but I'm a big believer that if he, you know, make it to campus this weekend, get through that official visit, I would not be even the least bit surprised if he leaves that visit a member of this class. Yeah, he'll definitely be something to watch. He'll be keeping a close eye on that. He, he says he wants to take other visits, and he very well may, but – a lot of kids often say, yeah, I'm going to take all my visits. I'm going to do this and that. And they end up uh, not doing so because uh, they're just, you know, convinced or felt that they were ready to commit to wherever they were visiting. That could be the case with Haynes. He could very well take all those visits. We'll see. But we'll be sure to keep you guys updated on uh, Haynes going forward. All right. Let's talk about this past weekend before we get into the future here. Uh, the big recruit on campus this past weekend was Jason Moore the 2023 top ranked defense tackle um, can't give all the, all the information away, but I will say coming out of that official visit, Penn state is in a very good spot for him. I'm not saying they're going to land him. I have not put in any future cast for him. Um, I think this is still going to be a very close one that could go down to the wire. That being said, I think it's going to take a, it, it's going to take a very good visit at Notre Dame. I think for the Irish to possibly flip more back, but um, back into their momentum in their direction. But I, I would say from what I've heard, uh, Penn state is probably in the driver's seat for more right now. Uh, but I mean, this is a recruitment that's going to, I think, like I said, it's going to go down to the wire. He obviously left campus uncommitted, which is not shocking. Um, he has official visits for Notre Dame, Michigan, and Ohio State left. I would say the Notre Dame one is the biggest left, and then Ohio State. Minis sorry, Michigan, you're going to have to keep an eye on, but he hasn't been to Ann Arbor yet. It, I, I don't get the sense the Wolverines are going to be the biggest uh, threat here. Um, so I, keep an eye on Notre Dame and Ohio State, obviously, here. But with more, I think they stand a very good spot going forward. Like I said, I would say even possibly in this in a slight lead for uh, to land him. I mean, my biggest take when Jason Moore coming out of this official visit and everything has been reported, it's the insert the Hawkeye Avengers endgame, don't get my hopes up or don't give me hope gift here. You know, um, no, Penn State definitely seemed to blow – out of the water with more on the official visit, which is what you'd expect. That said, they've got to survive an official visit from Notre Dame. I'm one who personally will not get overly excited, overly confident until the other side of that Notre Dame official visit. Now, if he goes and official, officially visits South Bend and comes out of that and all the intel is Penn State still the team on top, team to beat, I will feel completely differently. But I think that's the big thing right now. The, the, the Penn State staff 
They've got to weather that official visit to Notre Dame. If they can do that, I think that's a very big if, but if they can do that, I think they'll be in a great spot for more moving forward. Yeah, and like, absolutely. And like I said, this, if it comes out in Notre Dame that the Fine Irish are on top, I mean, I, I would not be shocked at all. Uh, I, I, I don't know if I even should say lead for him, but they're in a, a good spot. They're at the top of the list uh, for sure. It's just a matter of how well this Notre Dame visit goes. And uh, like, like I said, I never rule out the Buckeyes either because they're so good at defensive end spot historically. And they're, they just recruit the DMV uh, terrifically with Larry Johnson as well. Yeah, much like Marty in this one, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. Obviously, this shows the uh, the power of what Penn State can do on their official visits. You know, we said it before, but it rings true. When, when they get these kids on campus, they do a tremendous job of, you know, making them feel like they're at home, making the families feel comfortable. And the staff always knocks it out of the park. So I don't doubt that Penn State hit a home run on this. And, you know, you know, Jason Moore, they feel like they're in a decent spot for him. But, you know, like Marty said, I'm, I want to see what happens after the Notre Dame visit. Um, if, if he comes out of that visit and, you know, he's still not committed, I'll, I'll have a, I'll start to maybe perk up a little bit and pay attention to it. But for now, my, my head still says that he'll end up in South Bend, but, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens, you know, this weekend. It's something to definitely keep an eye on. Absolutely. Um, let's talk about uh, some official visits going forward. Um, trying to think what I can and cannot say about one of them. Um, I would just say with uh, – our favorite nickname in the uh, class, Flapjack Owens. Um, that recruitment is a very interesting recruitment. Uh, it's There's a lot of stuff out there. That I can't give too much away just because uh, I, I want to leave some information out there for our subscribers and subscribers only. But um, this would be a great time if you're a Penn State fan to sign up for a free trial on uh, Nindy Nation to get the inside info on uh, the Flapjack Owens recruitment because uh, it's been an interesting last two days about uh, his uh, official visit plans and uh, where Penn State sits. So that's all. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, go and uh, subscribe to the subscribe to the side right now, and you can get that plug, inside shameless info. Plug, shameless plug. Shameless plug. Shameless. <laughs> You're right. Well, this is an Nindy Nation podcast after all, so. Uh, absolutely go go subscribe you guys can get that inside info it's uh, he just visited clemson it was a good visit for clemson um and now now we'll see uh if uh, he makes the trip to penn state uh and uh if they do i think they they have a chance to land him if if he ends up not making a visit uh obviously they don't stand a chance but uh that's all i'm gonna say on that one it, it's an uh, interesting recruitment going forward it's it's the the vintage last visit gets to commit type of recruitment i feel absolutely that's, where, yeah. uh, that's how i feel so, for sure however that shakes out things will shake out yeah absolutely i mean it, there's there i mean people who have, obviously you guys know how to use their net you know how to go find his uh rival's profile if you go and see there's two future casts right now in for uh Sorry, now four future casts in for Owens, two Clemson, including from both me and Richie. The official visit to Clemson went very well. We'll see if Penn State, we'll see if he makes it to Penn State. If he does, he does. And I think they would have, like I said, a good chance to get the momentum back. But that remains to be seen. If you want to know more, subscribe to this site. Um, moving on from that, let's talk about guys who are visiting this weekend. Um We'll, we'll quickly fly through them. We can talk about their recruitments a little bit each. Um, starting at the top, 2023 quarterback commit Marcus Stokes will be on campus. Not really much to talk about there. He was just on campus for the uh, whiteout camp last weekend. Uh, so uh, two straight weekends for him to be on campus. Not much to really say about there. It's just good to get his reaffirmed commitment to the program, get him around – some uh, prospect uncommitted guys and uh, 
get them to gel with the coaching staff and any other committee guys who are going to be on campus. Um, up next, we have uh, four-star running back Trayon Webb, the nation's number two running back. He will be on campus. Penn State was sitting in a strong spot for Webb. They're still in a good enough spot that they're receiving an official visit, but this is going to be an uphill climb, in my opinion. Florida appears to be in the best seat uh, for Webb currently, um, with uh, them holding uh, currently 50% of the future cast. Uh, but uh, both myself uh, and Richie have future cast in for the Gators, as well as Rivals National Recruiting Analyst Adam Friedman. Uh, so uh, Webb, uphill battle for him, but perhaps Penn State can uh, flip some momentum their way. Um, an interesting one is Gonzaga offensive tackle Evan Link out of Washington, D.C., I've been told there's reports out there that he may be visiting Michigan instead. All our intel currently is saying he will be visiting Penn State this weekend. If anything changes, we'll be sure to update everybody on the site. Uh, and you'll obviously also see that updated on his um, profile and rivals as well. Talked to a couple of people at Michigan. They didn't hear anything along those lines. Uh, I am waiting back to hear – I. I reach out to a Penn state source right before the podcast, just to double check with them. Still waiting to hear back on that as well. Um, do you guys have any comments on Stokes web link? Yeah, I will no? say with web that that's one of those recruitments. I feel like Penn state's in that more than you would expect um, in that more than you would think the J one cider effect. I will say we have seen it happen in the past where they get a running back to campus that you don't think they have any chance with. And with J1 Sider, they pull it off. So I wouldn't completely rule them out with Webb. With Evelyn Link, I think that, you know, if you look at the current offense tackle board, Evelyn Link is probably the top realistic target for them. So getting him to campus this weekend for a visit is big. I think Link can be a very good offensive tackle. It reminds me a lot of Olufashana coming out of high school, which is fitting because they both were Gonzaga kids. So I think getting, getting him to campus and putting together a good visit to potentially wrap up a recruitment is big for Penn State. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Evan Link personally. Um, he's a true tackle, which is what this class really needs to round it out. Obviously, I think guys like Javen Williams or even Anthony Donko could end up as tackles, but they're kind of both swing guys at the moment. Link would be that true tackle that would elevate this class from a good offensive line class to a great offensive line class, in my opinion. So the staff needs to get that one done this weekend. I think they're in a good spot for him personally, but I'm not the one with the intel. But uh, Trayon Webb, again, I think Marty hit it on the head with that one. You know, we saw it last year with Katron Allen. Just, you know, guys that you don't necessarily expect to end up at Penn State. They come here. They have a good visit. And they, you know, the staff knocks it out of the park. So it would not shock me at all if that happened again with Trayon Webb. Um, I think the intel probably leads towards the Gators, like Dylan said. But who knows? You know, we'll see what happens. Once you get a kid on campus, anything can happen. All right. Uh, sorry, just checking in with that source. Um, all right. Yazid uh, Haynes, somebody we already talked about. He'll be on campus this weekend. He'll be on. He'll be at Minnesota next weekend as well. Um, if he committed this weekend, I wouldn't be shocked. Penn State, like I said, it's in a good spot for hands. I expect him to eventually be in any line. It's just a matter uh, probably of when, not if at this point. I, I mean, if he gets offered by Georgia at the end of the month at his camp, I, that certainly could possibly be a game changer. But right now, I expect Haynes to be in any line. Uh, thoughts? We, we already talked about him. I'm sure you guys are good on going forward on him. Yeah, good player. Definitely want him in the class. Um, that's one you want the staff to wrap up as soon as possible. Sure. All right, div, uh, defensive lineman Tyreek Blanding out of New York, uh, three-star prospect here. Uh, he will be on campus this weekend as well. Um, his recruitment he, his recruitment has been kind of quiet. He is going to also take an official visit to Michigan in the upcoming uh, weeks on June 24th. Um, yeah, everything I'm hearing is that if Penn State makes a push here, they could probably land. They could probably uh, be in a good spot to land them. But uh, I'm not going to rule out Michigan here. Michigan has recruited, uh, you know, the 
the Northeast well over Jim Harbaugh's time. And, and I think they're definitely a player here for Blandon as well. Um, but I think Penn State also sits in a solid spot. I, I, right now, I think go, or either way, not feeling overly confident about either side. Yeah, it definitely seems like one of the things that Penn State pushes, you know, that they could be in a good spot. But does it happen? Who knows? We're just going to have to wait and see. Absolutely. And uh, we'll have to wait and see on that one. Uh, one of their top linebacker targets on the board, Corey uh, Lucius out of Tampa Catholic in Tampa, Florida, will be on campus this weekend. He also has official visits set for Kansas on uh, June 17th and Boston College on June 24th. I'm not sure I would put him on commitment watch per se, um, but I think Penn State sits in a good spot for him. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if he's part of this class in the future. Yeah, I agree 100%. I would expect him to end up in the class at some point. Um, you're saying he's not on commit watch. It would not surprise me if he was the one guy out of this uh, group that ended up committing this weekend just because you named I, I wouldn't be shocked. I just, I just don't want to say be on the lookout for him and nothing yeah. ends up happening. No, I, I get what you mean. But, yeah, no, I mean, you look at the visits he has coming up, Kansas and Boston College, no disrespect to those programs. But if Penn State wants him and there's a spot in the class for him – I don't see how he doesn't end up in one of those spots. He's one of those guys that Manny Diaz really likes. He offered him when he was the head coach of Miami. He's been recruiting him ever since. So there's a good connection sure. there, and he's a big fan of him. So I, I think it makes sense for all parties. Sure. Uh, a recently uh, announced official visit, uh, Florida safety Elliot Washington out of Venice, Florida. Uh, he'll be making an official visit this weekend. He'll also be making an official visit to Michigan State next weekend. Washington's actually a Alabama commit. He committed to the Crimson Tide back in January of uh, this year. Uh, he's also an Alabama legacy, so they have all that going for them uh, down there in Tuscaloosa. I'm not – I don't think Penn – I, I don't think this is one to watch in the short term um, in terms of flipping. I, From what I've heard, he's – just wanted to take he and even came out on Twitter said he wants to take his visits. He wants to look at all the options he has out there and make sure that Alabama is the right place for him. Um, so nothing in the short term here, but uh, this is I, I think a name to just keep on, you know, the back burner and watch to see what develops there uh, going forward. Yeah, kind of a surprise one, um, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I can see that one pop up. But, I mean, we'll see what happens. Not every day you get a Penn State uh, visit of a kid that's committed to Alabama. So, you know, obviously he's a kid that wanted to open things up and, you know, explore his options. He goes to Michigan State next weekend, I believe, and I think that's a, a bigger one to watch probably. But, you know, we'll see what happens. A good visit can go a long way. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. A, a surprise visit. You know, I'm a big believer that recruiting sometimes optics can mean as much as anything. And the optics sure. of Penn State getting an Alabama commit on campus yeah, for visits or not not super late in the cycle, but late enough in the cycle to where, you know, that, that can raise some eyebrows. So yeah, I do think that that has its benefits also. And Hey, like you said, Anthony, it's a good visit. You never know where things may go. Absolutely. And I mean, optics wise, it's that it's not this week, but next weekend, uh, one of the best players in the entire country, Caden Proctor, one of the best offensive linemen in the entire country is going to be on an official visit to happy Valley. I mean, the chances of Penn State, Landon Proctor are pretty low. I'd be absolutely shocked if he doesn't end up at Iowa. But the fact that you can get that kid on campus is just good optically because, I mean, not 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 every kid, but a lot of kids are going to say, like, wow, that he's a top 10 player in the country, uh, and, and he's checking out Penn State. Maybe, maybe I should check out Penn State a little bit closer. And Penn State has done this in the past. I mean, you look at – uh, back, uh, what class was it, 2016-2017, uh, with Nolan Smith, who ended up at Georgia. He made a late official visit to Penn State, and I believe he even posted on Twitter at that time uh, something along the lines of James Franklin being a uh, this great player uh, – sorry, this great uh, uh, players coach or uh, something along those lines. And, um, yeah, I believe in – I believe exactly what you said there, Marty, about – optically it's always a benefit you can't be hurt by these top kids taking visits to campus they may not end up committing 
But the fact that you're getting these kids on campus is going to open some eyes for other kids uh, to potentially check out your school more. And uh, it's just, it's how it goes. Is it the biggest factor in other recruitments? No, but it certainly doesn't hurt. Yeah. The Nolan Smith is a good one, you know, not to uh, get too far down this rabbit hole, but to channel my inner Jimbo Fisher, there are a lot of reports at the time that, the, the big reason George beat Penn State was because of the old NIL before NIL was a thing type of deal. But no, like you see, you get Caden Proctor on campus. You know, you never know where it's going to go. Phil Troutwine, to his credit, has just killed it this cycle. I would not count yes. him out any recruitment right now. So, yeah, you know, just you, you get a kid on campus for an official visit. At that point, you never know what's going to happen. Just get them to campus and you always give yourself a chance, especially at a place like Penn State. That's such a great track record of official visits. Yeah, and before I let you go, Anthony, great point on Troutwine. And I'd even say, with how the offensive line has performed in Troutwine's first two seasons, it's no secret that Penn State fans at least have him on the hot seat. And he's a guy who, if the offensive line goes in, go, goes through this upcoming season and underperforms again, could very well possibly. I'm not. I, I have no intel on this, but I'm just throwing gut feeling. Could be a guy who could very well be on the hot seat looking for a new job next season if things don't go well. But uh, having this type of offensive line class in class 2023 certainly will help him. And not to mention that he already has a great uh, start in 2024 with Cooper Cousins committed. And they sent a good spot for fellow uh, Pennsylvania uh, offensive lineman Peter Jones out of Maverick Prep as well. Uh, so his recruitment on with the offensive line is certainly uh, helping his job security right now. Yeah, I'm not necessarily worried about him being on the hot seat uh, just because he no, has no, I wouldn't. class together. You know, you don't yeah. risk breaking up this class right now when it's your best no, offensive line class that you've ever put together on it, if you're James Franklin under the Penn State era. So yeah, you you gotta you Absolutely. gotta keep that together. That 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 involves line on the boat. Uh, and also now, now that we're in year three, we're starting to get to the guys that Troutwine recruited to Happy Valley. So these are now his guys. These are the guys he wanted and has had the strength and condition staff shade them into the offensive linemen that he wants them to be. He's had his hands on them now for two years. So I think this is really now where you could possibly start seeing the effects of Troutwine as a coach on the offensive line. Yeah, yeah I totally agree. And that's, that's big for Penn state. You know, when Troutwine came to Penn state, I think his biggest calling card was what he did with the offensive line, Boston college, you know, forming them into what multiple Americans, multiple guys who are now starting the NFL. So you want to see him go do that here at Penn state. He has not done it yet, but this is definitely for on the field performance, a big year for Troutwine. But like you said, Dylan, I also think a year where you could see the offensive line, take a big step forward under his guidance. Absolutely. Now let's get back on track. Now that we went down a little bit of a rabbit hole on Phil Tribeline and the offensive line. Uh, back to the official visits. Uh, we just talked about an Alabama commitment. How about we talk about an Alabama native four-star safety Dakari Nelson will be on campus this weekend. It's the only official visit that he currently has set. Um, will he, I, Again, I don't know if you can officially put him on commitment watch, but when a guy doesn't have any other official commitment, official visits set, it, it is kind of eye-opening. He's high, obviously, on Penn State. Penn State's pretty high on him. Uh, I will say this is going to be one that I'm watching closely over the next week or so, uh, coming off the official visit, and we'll see how it goes. But, uh, yeah, this would be a big – we talked about it last week. This would be a big steal for – Penn State uh, to go into the South, going to Alabama and steal a top 100 kid out of, uh, out of that state. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't know Nelson's timetable. I don't know when he plans on announcing a commitment, but you know, like you said, it is a big indicator when a kid doesn't have any other official visits set up. Like, will will he commit? I don't know. Nobody knows. It's not like he's got any uh, future cast in or anything, at least to my knowledge, but I mean, he's no, a, no, no official future cast, but don't forget last year we talked about it. Adam Gorney, the national recruiting director, uh, predicted in uh, unofficial fashion that uh, Dakari Nelson would land uh, with Penn State. He, he didn't know that Tennessee and Clemson also have uh, 
entered it and made it a little bit interesting. But again, uh, neither school has has an official visit set for him that we know of right now, at least uh, scheduled. Yes. Yeah, so we'll see what happens moving forward. If, you know, if he sets up some visits, then we'll know he's going to extend his process a little longer. But if, if he continues to not have any visits set up, then, you know, you would assume that Penn State coming off of their visit would be in a good spot. Yeah, I totally agree. You know, you got to feel good at Penn State. Like you said, only scheduled official visit. And I know this is something we talked about, I think, on the show last week, I want to say. This could be a sneaky good safety slash linebacker hybrid class for Penn State. You close off Nelson. You already have Conrad Hussey in the fold. It looks like Penn State's team to be for King Mack. Could be the team to be for Cam uh, Seldon out of Virginia. Musa Kane out of New Jersey. Seems like if Penn State wants him, they'll get him. This could be a really good that linebacker or the safety slash walk-up box linebacker hybrid duo. This could be a really good class for any Lions there, and Nelson's a big part of that. Agreed, and uh, that take that's a good transition. You just talked about Musa Kane. Uh, he is coming off an official visit to Oklahoma last week. He'll be on campus this weekend. Uh, Duke was also in his top three. I have not seen any official visits set for the Blue Devils yet. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, like you said, Marty and I agree. This is a guy that I think Penn state obviously wants him. Uh, you rarely allow a kid to take an official visit because you are paying for it. Uh, if you aren't interested enough in them to the point that you would be, uh, willing to take them at some point. Um, I think Kane's a take right now for the Nindy lions and, um, I, if anybody would commit coming out of this week, I think I may lean towards it being him. Um, but either way, I think this is again one of those, probably for me at least, leaning more towards a when, not if, uh, recruiting for Kane. Uh, he has a strong relationship with Point De- uh, Poindexter. Uh, his brother was recruited to Purdue by him as well. Um, So there's that. There's already familiarity there. The family relationship is there with him as well. Uh, And I I think Penn State's just in a very good spot. I have a future cast in for him. So does uh, um, Richie as well. Yeah, like I said, I think the only way Kane does not end up in Penn State's class if the New Lions do not have a spot for him. Absolutely. Uh, Anthony, any thoughts on Musa Kane? Yeah, um, I know that he's a, you know, he's a guy that staff really likes. I know there were some questions about, you know, his verified uh, speed, his verified track times. I know we're a little, you know, on the slow side, the ones that they had in, you know, logged for him. But, you know, I still think he's a really good player. You know, you watch the tape and he, he stands out on tape. So I think he's a guy that the staff would take if, you know, he wanted to commit. So we'll see coming off this visit where he stands. All right, uh, that will take us into just a quick couple notes on the recruiting trail. Uh, one of the top performers from last week and uh, at the uh, wideout camp was 2024 athlete Jare Hawkins out of Wheeling, West Virginia. Uh, he was, uh, by all means, very impressive in what he did. He looked confident out there. Um, the staff came away very impressed, obviously, ended up offering him. Uh, he also holds offers so far from Pittsburgh, West Virginia. Uh, not too shocking for a while. I mean, way back when, top West Virginia kids, that was the trifecta of offers, Marty. Uh, I know you would uh, you'd agree there, West Virginia, Pittsburgh, Penn State. Uh, it's, like I said, the trifecta. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it, it'll be a name to watch. He looked good out there. And uh, just a name to put, like I said, on the back burner uh, until we get to later on in the 2024 uh, 2024 recruiting cycle. Yeah, exactly. Like you said, 2024 kids. So not a name you have to worry about right now, but you thought Yazid Haynes ran fast. This kid can straight up fly. I mean, there are th- reports that he ran sometime, somewhere in the four twos, or at least has done that before, which is you are motoring at that point. And uh, I think he's a smoother route runner than Haynes is to this point. I mean, you, I watched some of the video from the whiteout camp and he just looked a little crisper out there. So, you know, I think he's a really good prospect and he's definitely going to be a top name that uh, Penn State fans are going to have to pay attention to for next year's cycle. A lot of KJ Hamler in his game, in my opinion. Yeah, I like the KJ Hamler comparison a lot. Um, like you said, he's a kid. Get ready to know the name for next cycle. He's 
not only is he an in-region kid, he's a kid of the elite speed and, you know, no knock on the Mountaineers, but West Virginia is never a state where when you go down and look to recruit the top kids in the state where you worry about the in-state program too much. So I think he's a kid who you can expect to see pop up on campus a lot in the coming months. Agreed. And his uh, 40-yard dash, per his Twitter, uh, his career uh, high is 4.31. Um, so just outside 4.2, Anthony. Um, but, I mean, very well could eventually end up in those 4-2. He may have he may have ran a 4-2. Um, I forget his pen, what he ran in Penn State off the top of my head. We'll see. Um, I'll check in on that. Um, either way, ridiculous athlete ridiculous athlete who's going to who's going to turn into one of the top prospects in in the region uh a couple of notable names off the board at least for now uh wide receiver kenny johnson of dallastown and york um is off the board he went to pittsburgh uh on an official visit ended up committed to the panthers uh, he's a name i'm sure penn state if they wanted to could circle back on but i don't uh, i think he's probably pretty firmly committed to the panthers right now um, cornerback Luke Evans is off the board, Anthony, correct? Yes, he's a cornerback. He's uh, from Florida, I believe. Cincinnati Legacy. Yep, yep. yep that's right. Uh, Cincinnati Legacy is off the board. He went to Cincinnati on an official visit, ended up committing. No shock there. And then uh, offensive tackle Nick Oliveira out of New Jersey, who recently received a Penn State offer, called it a dream offer. He went to Cincinnati as well, ended up committing uh, to uh, the Bearcats as well. Uh, he's a guy that I think Penn State circles back on later in the class, could potentially flip him, but that's something that we would have to wait and see on. I don't think he was at – I think he was probably on the lower end of their board at offensive tackle, uh, so not the biggest loss there. And then uh, linebacker Deke Creighton, who was, is one of Penn State's top linebacker targets, was on campus at Clemson this past weekend. That visit apparently went pretty well. So that's going to be some of the watch going forward uh, as he prepares to take an official visit in the upcoming weeks to Penn State. Yeah, Any the, other thoughts? No, I was going to say the, the Creighton thing is twofold for Penn State because not only could that potentially, you know, take him off the board for Penn State, though, but if he commits to Clemson, he could potentially take Tony Rojas off the board of Clemson, who is probably Penn State's top linebacker target. So that could work in their favor. Um, you know, you mentioned Kenny Johnson. Again, I think that's a kid who Penn State, you know, they're – Similar to Mason Robinson going to Northwestern, they're not going to lose any sleep over losing him. And you mentioned Oliveri or Oliveri, however you pronounce his name. I apologize. Off a sack out of New Jersey. Um, yeah, I think he's good. They circle back later in the later in the cycle. Could potentially flip him. And I will admit, Anthony, I was wrong. There are actually such a thing as Cincinnati legacies out there. And it did potentially hurt Penn State to cycle Luke Evans. Yeah, I mean, I think if you look at some of these names and you didn't know um, the level to which Penn State was recruiting them, you'd go, oh, my God, the names are dropping like flies right now. And it has been quite the interesting cycle so far, I will admit, with certain guys going on one visit and then getting ready to commit, which is something you're not really used to seeing. But none of those names are really guys that either A, Penn State led for, or B, you expected Penn State to take. Like I know Kenny Johnson at one point was a guy that was considered to be in the class, but you know Penn State, it seems like they've kind of cooled off on him in recent times. And uh, D Creighton is one I know they really liked, but hey, if you're focusing on the two linebackers that went to Clemson last weekend, that is not the one you are concerned about. So I will gladly let that kid go to Clemson if it means that we're in a better spot for Tony Rojas. Yeah, I think you guys summed that up greatly about those three guys. They're all guys that Penn State definitely had interest in. Uh, Johnson and Evans more so, um, but um, they're not necessary losses right now that you look at and you're like, that's a major loss for Penn State. They 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 were both guys that are a little bit down the board uh, for them. Uh, I would that they could make up for from uh, they, they have. Potential to put together a really strong defensive back class. We talked about it already. Um, wide receiver is one of those positions where they, they have been hit and miss in recruitment, but you also look at what Penn State's done at the wide, wide, wide receiver position over the last couple of cycles and how they've developed. And, I mean, the results speak for themselves. How many guys have they put in the NFL over the last five, six years at wide receiver? 
and I mean in that group. So I mean, wide receiver. If I if I'm a Penn State fan, I'm not worried about wide receiver position necessarily all the time when it comes to recruitment. Kind of like running back because they have done such a strong job at those two positions in terms of developing that talent and putting it in the NFL that you don't always have to land high high four stars or five star guys at those positions for it to be a good haul at the position for any cycle. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I look at, for example, the loss of Rodney Gallagher, obviously a massive loss. I mean, he was your top wide receiver target for years. I mean, you can't downplay that it was a miss from the staff and an in-state one at that, even though he's probably closer to the West Virginia border than he is anything relevant in Pennsylvania. But I digress, still a miss. But if you can get guys to replace him like Yazid Haynes and Carmelo Taylor, who aren't as highly rated as Gallagher, but still very, yep. very talented and not exactly, you know, a huge downgrade from him in, in terms of yep. talent and skill set, you're perfectly content at those positions. So, you know, it, it's all about, you know, can you find that next guy up? Absolutely. Any final thoughts on today's podcast? Anything we talked about, guys, before we head off? No, I don't think so. Nice to have camp season back. Nice to have things to talk about. You know, it's between recruiting camps and it's, it's, it's nice to have some legitimate football to talk about. And, hey, what are we? 70 days or so away from 80 days, whatever it is from the start of the football season. It's college football is right around the corner. I'm just super excited to have a, a true first official visit weekend. Obviously Jason Moore was on campus yep. last weekend, but he was the only guy There's going to be roughly 10 guys, give or take on campus this weekend. So I'm excited to hear how those visits go and how Penn state is trending in those recruitments in the aftermath. Absolutely. Well, with that, everybody, thank you for listening to the PSU FB365 podcast. My name is Don Cameron Crowley. He's Anthony Azan. He's Marty Leap. Um, be sure to subscribe to us on Twitter at PSU FB365. Be sure to subscribe to Penn State Rivals on Twitter as well. You can find me on Twitter at DylanCC underscore FB. Uh, you can find Anthony at a underscore his on 51 and you can find Marty on Twitter at MSJ 41817. Yeah. But until next time, thanks for listening again. Be sure to, uh, if you haven't subscribed to the Nindy Nation uh, site, forget you get a 30 day free trial. It's a great time to have one with all the official visits going on. Always have a new news come about, about those visits prospects who are coming maybe guys who've canceled so on and so forth um but yeah it, it's a great time to be subscribed to us um and next week's podcast should be as jam-packed as this one uh and yeah until then everybody have a great rest of your week a great weekend enjoy the hopefully nice weather and we'll talk to everybody real soon uh here on the psu fb 365 podcast